Today is Friday, July 30th, 2021. On this day in 1975, labor organizer Jimmy Hoffa disappeared, sparking one of America's most iconic unsolved mysteries. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of these crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the disappearance of controversial labor union leader Jimmy Hoffa and the most common theories about what happened to him. Now let's go back to July 30th, 1975, at the Maccus Red Fox restaurant just outside of Detroit. Jimmy Hoffa took a cold sip of water and checked his watch. It was nearly 2.15 p.m. His associates were late. He was supposed to be meeting with a longtime collaborator, Tony Jack Giacalone, and a man he hoped would be a welcome addition to his team, Tony Pro Provenzano. Their tardiness put Hoffa in a delicate spot. The 62-year-old hated to have his valuable time wasted, but both his guests had deep connections to the criminal underworld. He decided to just let the matter drop and called his wife, Josephine, to let her know he'd be home early. He offered to grill up some steaks for dinner. That was the last time anyone saw or spoke to Jimmy Hoffa. Considering he was supposed to meet the Mafia, Josephine became worried when night fell and her husband didn't return. She contacted the police, who found his car still in the restaurant parking lot. The next morning, Hoffa was officially declared missing. To this day, that's all we know for sure. Jimmy Hoffa had spent the previous four years trying to rebuild his life since his release from prison. He was convicted of jury tampering, fraud, and attempted bribery. The charges stemmed from Hoffa's tenure as president of the Teamsters Union. He had a simple philosophy. It didn't matter who he needed to work with, he was going to deliver for his members. In the 50s and 60s, that meant allying himself with the Mafia. He was, in many ways, the best and worst of labor organizing. Incredibly passionate and effective, while also crooked and willing to make underhanded deals. To some, these qualities made him a hero. He successfully increased pay and improved conditions for truckers and other drivers the union represented. But for up-and-coming attorney Robert Kennedy, he was a menace. Organized crime was Kennedy's prosecutorial white whale. He spent years as attorney general specifically targeting Hoffa. Kennedy used controversial wiretapping to spy on him, his wife, and their criminal friends. But even after entering federal prison, Hoffa's influence was unshaken. He remained president of the Teamsters for his entire sentence. 
He only gave up the position to get out early, part of a deal he struck with President Richard Nixon in 1971. The minute Hoffa made the bargain, he stepped down as the Teamsters president and got to work running the group from the shadows. He pulled the strings while simultaneously engineering another official run for the position in the years to come. Unfortunately for Hoffa, not everyone was excited about his return. Because he had garnered so much power and influence on his own, it was harder for the Mafia to work with him. Many in the criminal underworld preferred other potential Teamster leaders because they were easier to control. But Hoffa was determined. By the end of July 1975, the 62-year-old thought he was in a good spot. That was what the meeting at the Maccus Red Fox restaurant was all about, recruiting allies. Then, all of a sudden, one of the most famous men in the country vanished. But though there's little hard evidence to speak of, there's no shortage of speculation about what happened to Hoffa that day. Coming up, the best, worst, and weirdest theories about what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Imagine living with a secret so big that if anyone ever found out, it would change everything. Imagine carrying that secret with you every day, desperate to one day get it off your chest. Do you think you could take a secret like that to the grave? I'm Estefania Hageman, host of the new podcast series, Deathbed Confessions, the show where we dive deep into the most explosive things people have admitted to while drawing their last breath. From murder, fake identities, heists, illicit affairs, and even top government secrets. This season on Deathbed Confessions, we investigate cases like Frank Thorogood, the construction worker who claimed that the drowning of Rolling Stones founder Brian Jones was no accident. Margaret Gibson, a silent film actress who, while dying of a heart attack, confessed to one of the most famous unsolved crimes in Hollywood history. And ex-CIA officer Howard Hunt, who on his deathbed confessed to playing a role in the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Deathbed Confessions is a Spotify original from Parcast, airing episodes weekly starting July 21st. Follow and listen to Deathbed Confessions for free on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now back to the story. On July 30th, 1975, Jimmy Hoffa was seen for the last time outside of a restaurant in suburban Detroit. After his disappearance, rumors swirled about how exactly the controversial labor leader met his end. It's worth mentioning up front that some people don't think he met his end at all. Some have suggested that Hoffa was not killed, but instead fled to Mexico, where he spent the rest of his days quietly in hiding. This theory, however, has few facts to back it up, and knowing Hoffa's personality makes it seem a little ridiculous. 
Jimmy Hoffa was incredibly ambitious and meticulously plotted his return to the Teamsters presidency. The idea that he would give that plan up and flee doesn't track with the bold and occasionally reckless figure he was in life. Seven years after his disappearance, though no body was ever recovered, Hoffa was declared legally dead. It's safe to assume this was the correct call. But if Hoffa was killed, there's no shortage of potential suspects. The most common and likely theory is that Hoffa was whacked by the Mafia. Some underworld figures clearly sought to squash his return to power. It was the reason Hoffa was at the restaurant in the first place. A few specific names have been associated with the dirty deed. Prolific hitman Richard the Iceman Kuklinski confessed to the murder to his biographer. He claimed he killed Hoffa, then drove to a trash compactor where the body was crushed with the car he used for the transport. This fits with the Iceman's modus operandi, but there's no actual evidence he was responsible, besides a casual confession. The FBI believed that the killer was Frank Sheeran, also known as the Irishman. Sheeran and Hoffa were acquaintances, and it's believed Sheeran was used to lure the man to his death. This theory is especially popular lately due to its dramatization in Martin Scorsese's film, The Irishman. But this version of events also involved Chucky O'Brien, Hoffa's foster son. O'Brien has adamantly denied any knowledge or involvement. Former U.S. Assistant Attorney General and O'Brien's own stepson, Jack Goldsmith, published a book in 2019. There, they allege the FBI's theories about Hoffa were all part of an unrelated campaign against organized crime. Figuring out who pulled the trigger is only one part of the mystery. Hoffa's body was never found, leading to a rash of bizarre theories about how the Mafia might have disposed of his corpse. The most prevalent is that Hoffa's remains were cremated or incinerated, but other theories state Hoffa was chopped up and buried in the end zone of the New York Giants football stadium. Still others believe the corpse is in the concrete foundation of Detroit's Renaissance Center. Every few years, a new theory crops up about where Hoffa's body could be found. In May of 2021, Fox News reported a story sharing new evidence of yet another theory. According to a former mob defense attorney, Hoffa's body was brought all the way to Savannah, Georgia, and buried in a golf course. One final conspiracy claims that Hoffa's body was never found by authorities because they didn't want to find it. The theory alleges that Hoffa's murder was a hit by the feds themselves. According to Hoffa's one-time union associate, Joe Franco, federal marshals picked him up at the restaurant to take him out. It's unlikely we'll ever know exactly what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Due to his infamy and the Mafia connection, the case will likely remain in the public zeitgeist for years to come. But Hoffa's story has reverberations outside of the man himself. It affected the movement he championed as well. Union organization has faced constant and challenging attacks from those seeking to suppress the power of collective bargaining. Jimmy Hoffa's life and death served as useful tools in those attacks. The Teamsters still exist today and remain a powerful union. However, the former mafia connections and mysterious disappearance of their one-time president is used as a cautionary tale against organized labor. 
there's no single organizer more famous than Jimmy Hoffa, and he was unquestionably corrupt. In many ways, the fun of the unsolved mystery has cast a shadow, both intentionally and not, on pro-labor activists. Hopefully, one day, the mystery surrounding Hoffa's death can be truly laid to rest. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Paul Liebeskin, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Aaron Larson. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by John McDonough, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells, and fact-checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 